Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 2151, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. But unlike our usual Q&As here, I'm not going to be the one answering your question this time. Being that today is another bonus Sunday episode, I'm actually going to be sharing a Q&A episode previously aired on one of our other shows in our network, Optimal Finance Daily. Our host over there, Diana, takes your questions about personal finance the same way I take your questions about health, fitness, and nutrition. So with that, let's get to Diana's Q&A from Optimal Finance Daily as we optimize your life. So our first question comes from Robin. She says, I'm on a debt-free journey. I've paid off everything except my student loans and I'm working on it now. I'm not sure what to do next. I'm also working on a three to six month emergency fund. I had so much consumer debt and now that I don't, I'm relaxed with spending. I guess I'm struggling with making a plan or goals. I've been listening to your podcasts, which are really helpful and greatly appreciated. My ultimate goal is financial independence and learning how to live that out. Well, it sounds to me, Robin, that you do have a goal. It's financial independence. But perhaps you just need to solidify what that goal really means to you and build out a plan to get there. It sounds like you had a lot of excitement around your goal of getting out of consumer debt. And now that you've done that, you're more relaxed with spending because you're not as committed to your goal of financial independence, which is understandable. Pursuing financial independence is essentially everyone's goal if they ever want to retire one day. It seems like something you should do because it's something everyone should do. But if you really want to prioritize this goal, I think you need to have a clear vision of what your life could look like when you reach financial independence. What is your why of phi? If you're able to visualize your commitment to pursuing financial independence in the moment you're about to make those daily spending decisions, you'll start to get more excited about what you're gaining versus what you're losing by not buying X, Y, or Z right now. Getting out of consumer debt is so awesome and worth celebrating with some additional financial goals. You're building incredible momentum here, and I think the way to keep it is by redirecting those dollars you were once throwing at your credit card debt. So when it comes to student loans, I've learned that this type of debt needs to be tackled differently than credit card debt. 
There are various options like pay-as-you-earn, student loan forgiveness programs, and refinancing options. I'd encourage you to check out Travis Hornsby's speech from the Economy Conference on YouTube. It's called Student Loans Never Need to Hold You Back. And it does a great job of analyzing the many options you have on student loans. I'd also check out his company, The Student Loan Planner, for additional resources in coming up with your student loan repayment plan. Next, I'd look at the gap you have between your expenses and your income. And I suspect you've already done a good job of this when you were getting out of credit card debt. So let's just say for the purposes of example that you have a gap of $1,000 per month between your income and expenses that you previously were throwing at credit card debt. Some of that may now go towards your optimized student loan repayment plan. Another portion of this could go to a retirement vehicle like a 401k, IRA, or HSA. If your employer offers you a 401k with a match, the first thing you should do is contribute enough to get this match. That is free money. Finally, a portion of that $1,000 can go to your emergency fund. And once that fund is at the level you're comfortable with, you can start throwing that money at your retirement vehicles. I think the key here is that once you reach one financial goal, just reallocate those dollars to the next goal and plot all of these goals out in advance so there's no wiggle room to relax on where these dollars are going. Based on what you've shared, some good goals for you could be, number one, optimize student loan repayment. Number two, build up an emergency fund. And number three, fully fund retirement vehicles. If you plug all these into the many early retirement calculators available online, you can even see how far you are from financial independence and track against that. For me personally, knowing that I'm seven years from FI keeps me motivated. And by regularly monitoring how I'm tracking towards that goal, I can celebrate the wins along the way. So our next question is from Emmeline, who says, my question is how can one control his or her monthly spending? What tools or suggestions do you think you can give to someone who spends a lot online every month on the basis that it's essential? How can he or she control those online spending habits? Thank you, Emmeline, for this great question on controlling spending habits. The funny thing about habits is that they are ingrained and often mindless. So I think the first thing is to just bring some mindfulness into the equation. When I was getting my spending under control, the first thing I did was track every dollar I spent through a simple app on my phone. This served two purposes. Number one, the act of forcing me to write down my spending at the time I was making the transaction made me think twice before I click that buy button. And secondly, having awareness of my spending at its worst allowed me to see progress as I got better at spending less and progress creates momentum. So let's say this month you track all your spending and you had $1,000 of wasteful spending. And next month you have $950 of wasteful spending. That is progress, my friend. Now the month after that, maybe you push yourself to not go over $900. And if you keep tracking in that direction over time, you'll continue to rein in your spending. 
I'm also wondering if the convenience of online shopping is a slippery slope. What if you allowed yourself to buy these, I'm doing air quotes here, essential things, but only if you got in your car and went to the store to lug them home? Perhaps adding this level of friction and inconvenience will help you analyze how truly essential these purchases are. Finally, when I was working to change my spending habits, I found this exercise of a mental checklist very helpful. Again, mainly to make me pause and be more mindful about what I was doing. So I would ask myself, is this really a need or much more of a want? If it was a want, could I delay this purchase to celebrate a financial milestone or use it as a treat for reaching some other goal? Many times I would add this want to a list of things to buy eventually. And that alone would be satisfying because I would continue to come back to it and question how much I really wanted it rather than buying it on impulse. If it was a need, is there a more resourceful way to get this need met? Could I borrow this thing from a friend or repurpose something I already had? Perhaps I could buy it used. Over time, this mental exercise became a habit, just like my mindless spending was a habit. And the creativity and resourcefulness I discovered through reducing my spending became so much more satisfying than a mindless click of a mouse. And finally, we have this question from India who says, I have a major spending problem. I've always wanted financial freedom and I've been blessed to reach some semblance of it. My issue is that the more I have, the more I spend. I'm not a big ticket item kind of person. I'm a buy a million little things kind of spender. And that adds up quickly. I'm watching my money slowly dwindle. And the issue is that I spend more than what I bring in. On payday, 80% of my income goes to bills, 10% to savings, and what's left over for two weeks can blow through my hands in two minutes. It's driving me crazy. Tomorrow isn't promised, so I want to live for today, but when I overspend and tomorrow comes, I'm not going to be prepared for it. It's a strange position to be in, and I'm not sure what to do. I have a budget when it comes to bills. I know exactly how much is due and when, and I'm never late. How do I budget what little bit is left so I'm not dipping into savings while I wait for my next check? I'm sure we can all relate to India in some ways. It seems like a classic case of lifestyle inflation. Your income increases and your lifestyle increases to thwart any gains on that gap between your income and expenses. India, I think you'd be a great candidate for automating, saving, and investing. Get that money out of your account before you even see it and give yourself a realistic budget for discretionary spending each month. And for your discretionary spending, I recommend you check out an app like You Need a Budget. This app is rooted in zero-based budgeting where every dollar is allocated before it even hits your bank account. Thinking through in advance how you will spend or save every dollar sets your intention each month and knowing that your saving and investing is done and automated will help you not feel guilty on the money you are spending. Again, tracking is key here. As Peter Drucker said, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Go into this exercise with open eyes. Be really clear on where you're overspending. 
track it and watch it improve over time to keep you motivated to keep going. I think a mindset shift is also necessary here so that you don't feel deprived as you move from being a spender to a saver. Here's what helped me. I realized at some point that I am always spending every single dollar I make. I'm either spending it on stuff now or I'm using it to buy freedom and options. Over time, I started to get much more excited about buying some more stocks in my after-tax brokerage versus a new pair of shoes. I also had the realization that my money is capable of working so much harder than I ever can. By investing and saving, I'm going to benefit from compound interest where my money will make even more money. Watching my investments grow is now so much more exciting to me than some shiny new possession. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I hope you enjoyed tackling these questions here with me today on Optimal Finance Daily. A special shout out to Josh and Rob who chimed in on the Facebook group with their two cents on spending and saving. Rob recommends you need a budget as well. And Josh chimed in with a great suggestion for zero-based budgeting. So with that, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.